0: What's up, y'all? It's your boy Redden Deal, and we are at the Hope Vitamin. And I, I told y'all last week that we're going to get our hope back. And in order for us to do that, there were some things I shared. The concessions are required. And this Sunday, I want to talk a little bit about how to move past your past. How, how do I move past my past? Genesis the 50th chapter 23 says you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And so how do we move past our past? Well, the question that comes, what exactly is hope? Hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. Hope inspires us to dream a little bigger, to expect a little more, to aim a little higher, and to think a little greater. We see water where there is a drought. We see joy where there are tears. We see peace where there are storms. Hope is what we hold on to until we get to our promised land. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, God tells us of his plans to prosper us and not harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. You see, our hope is directly connected to our future. But sometimes it is what we are holding on to from our past that keeps us from hoping for a better future. And it can be difficult to see hope in our present because we are still living our lives from our past. No one escapes life with some um, emotional uh, bruising from their past. Everyone of us has to deal with some kind of pain or hurt or disappointment or obstacle or challenge or mistake that is associated to back then. If we don't learn how to deal with the impact of our past, it will negatively impact how we live in our present. So we cannot allow the past of yesterday's control, the hope of our today's. And that is why I found myself in the 50th chapter of Genesis, because if there was anyone who had To move past a troubled and a distraught, uh, back then, it was Joseph. Y'all know Joseph. He was the dreamer who thought that one day his own family would bow down to him. And because of his dreams, his only brothers threw him in a pit and conspired to kill him. And and then Joseph was sold off into slavery in Potiphar's house. And, and, And it was in Potiphar's house that he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife uh, of the attempted rape, although it, it was her who had the sexual advances that he rejected. He was then sentenced uh, to a prison term that he didn't deserve to add insult to injury. He was forgotten by the one who he helped to get out of jail. But somehow, watch this, y'all, Joseph was able to move past his past to become the second in charge only to Pharaoh. Uh, His story is good news for somebody that's watching right now because it is a reminder that who we were yesterday doesn't have to limit who we can be today and in the future. And so I want to share something with you real quick in, in order for you to move past your task. There are three prescriptions I want to give you. The first thing is stop squeaking it under the rug. Yeah, yeah, you got to stop squeaking that thing under the rug. In verse uh, 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 20, in chapter 50 of Genesis, Joseph is face-to-face with his brothers who threw him in a pit and tried to destroy his dreams when he was just a boy. And he looked them in their eyes and he said to them, you meant evil against me. In other words, instead of trying to run from his past, he confronted it and dealt with it for what it was. And in other words, this is how you tried to destroy me. This is how you tried to wreck my life. This is how you tried to damage my character. And he did not hide from it, but he uncovered it and dealt with it. And the problem when we don't deal with our past is that instead of confronting it, it we try to cover it we we think by covering up our past the impact on our lives is no longer there but the problem is is that it hasn't gone anywhere let let me help y'all better understand what i'm trying to say i love to vacuum more than i love to sweep because when i vacuum i actually see all of the dirt going into the container but when i sweep there's this frustration, there's this challenge that I end up dealing with because every time I sweep the dirt and I get it into the dustpan, there's always this line of dirt that does not want to get into the du- Y'all know what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, it, there's a word for it, a, a real word is called frost. That, that line of dirt that you can't get into the dustpan. And what happens is I get frustrated so much that at some point I look for the nearest rug, and I just pick the rug up, and I squeak the dirt underneath the rug. The, the now, now what is the challenge? The challenge is, is that it's still there. It has not gone anywhere. And many times, we do the same thing with our past. We try to cover it up so that others no longer can see it. The problem is that the things that we end up sweeping under the rug are the things that end up being our dark little secrets that the enemy uses to make us feel shame, guilt, and regret. It's the secrets swept under the rug that gain power and authority over our lives and keep us from the in the future with unlimited possibilities. It is the secrets that we sweep under the rug that make us feel unworthy and undeserving of the hope that God wants us to grab a hold of it is the secrets that we squeak under the rug that although others may not know we know and we have already counted ourselves out before we've even counted ourselves in but I just wonder this morning is there anybody that is tired and bold enough to uncover what's been swept under the rug for too long so that you can finally move past your past we got to look at our past like Joseph looked at his brothers and and finally have some comfortable courageous conversations with our past. I know you wanted me gone. I know you intended harm to me. I know there's nothing good that you want to conquer my life, but I'm no longer afraid and running from you. I'm no longer speaking it under the rug, but I'm letting you know that I ain't going nowhere because this is my story, and I'm not going to let my past ruin it, and so today, I'm declaring, I mean declaring with authority and conviction. I'm moving past my past because I'm no longer sweeping it under the world. Second thing, though, is, is that in order to move past our past, we got to remember but God but God that that's it right there in the text not only does Joseph uncover uncover his past but he brings God into his past it, it says that he tells his brothers you intended to harm me past tense but God in, in other words Joseph sees that God was the intervener in his past situations what I love about the word but God is but is a conjunction that is used to indicate the impossibility of anything other than what's being stated. So when Joseph says, but God. It indicates the impossibility of anything other than God. God is bigger than our past and is really concerned with the hope that lies within our future. That's why I love that phrase, but God. It's used throughout scripture as a turning point between uncertainties to promises and losses to restorations and a brokenness to healings, but God, but God, but God is a reminder that no matter the mistakes, the failures, and the disappointments from our past, it is God that still has the final say, and somebody needs to stop letting your past keep you from what God has already worked together for your good, the shame, but God, the guilt but God the unforgiveness but God the humiliation but God the unworthiness but God matter of fact if you got a but God testimony I dare you just to quit it right there in the chat but God, when I thought I wasn't going to make it, but God, when I felt like the Christian was going to take me under, but God, when I felt like sickness was going to kill me, but God, is there anybody that's got a butt God in you? I just say it right there, but God. Last thing right here, and I'm done, I'm going to get y'all out of here. Last thing is this, it's a lioness kind of love. That's that's what you got to understand if you're going to move past your know, past. It's a lioness kind of love. So, so I, I know some of y'all may still be wondering why God would use us knowing that our past is so shaky and so, so shoddy. Why, why would God think that after all we've done and all that we've been through, that, that, that God would still want us to have a hope and, and a better future? Why wouldn't God just find some folks who, who didn't have a past that was connected to so much drama and so much mess, and so much dirt. And, and, and this is the reason, y'all need to hear this. The reason is because God is operating with a different kind of love. He, he sees us in a different way because he sees us with a different lens of love. I, I like to call it a Linus kind of love. Oh, okay, let me help somebody. Anybody remember Linus? from Charlie Brown. He was the little brother of Lucy. Y'all remember, and and Linus was considered the theologian of the Charlie Brown crew because he would always state uh, all these gospels and these scriptures, and and, and he always had this blue blanket. Y'all remember the blue blanket that Linus would walk around with, and he would never let it leave his presence, no matter how filthy it got he would always keep that blue blanket with him. He saw the value in it even when others did did everything in their power to try to separate him from his blue blanket. And I remember in this one episode, his older sister Lucy snatched the blanket and buried it in an effort to make Linus give up this dirty and filthy blanket that he walked around with. But Linus didn't just disregard it, no, he dug up the whole neighborhood trying to find his blue blanket and and, and and it was Snoopy that ended up finding the the, the blue blanket, and many folks saw it as weird that he would still want to hold on to this dirty, dirty, filthy blue blanket, but it, it really shows us the kind of love that God has for us. Usually we express love because something brings value to us, but then there is a different kind of love that can actually create value in something that others don't see valuable at all. So the lioness, his love for his blanket, created value in it even though his blanket could not create value in Linus. Good God. Y'all missed it right there. I'm going to come back for you. And that is how God loves us. God loves us with a love that creates value in us, even though we can't create more value in the omnipotent almighty God, no matter how dirty we get, no matter how filthy our past is, no matter what we've done or what's been done to us, God only sees the value in us. And because We have value. We can move past the shame and the guilt and the regrets of our past that try to make us feel less than who we really are. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I just stopped to tell somebody, you got to let go of your past so that you can fully hold on to the hope of your future. Stop beating yourself up for what happened and what you cannot change and and, and ask God to to forgive you Most importantly, you got to ask God to help you Forgive yourself, stop thinking that your past disqualifies you from God's future blessings. Stop only accepting the kind of love that you think that you can only measure up to, but you got to start to tell yourself that God does not love us because of our goodness or our faithfulness. God loves us in our filthiness. God loves us in our dirtiness, and God knows that there is value in us. Take your hand right where you are, put it on your heart, and tell yourself, I deserve the blessings and the hope and the promises of the God that he's sending my way. And until it gets here, I'm still going to expect it and believe it. And when it gets to my front door, I'm going to open the door and receive every blessing God has for me. Hold on to your hope. Don't let go of your hope. Trust in your hope. Believe in your hope. Because God is always holding on to you. Trusting in you. Loving in you. Believing in you. God has everything that you need. All you got to do is believe in the God that loves you more than anything in this world. Inject that in your spirit. Inject that into your spirit. Don't you give up on yourself. Don't, don't you let this pandemic pull you down. Don't you let depression make you think that you no longer belong. Don't, don't you make protests and challenges and unemployment make you feel like you're no longer valuable. Don't let stuff on your pants make you feel like God doesn't love you. Inject The love of God in your spirit and hold on to your hope and move past your past to become everything God's called you to be. God bless you, C O H.